Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It is game day, and welcome to it as we kick off with the Wade Ford Tailgate Show. John Fricky alongside former Falcon Harper LaBelle and our Falcons insider. And Oh, wait, no. No Joe Patrick today. No Joe. Oh, no, Harper. No, no, no. <laughs> Do you think he took an umbrella, Harper? <laughs> if he didn't, he better bring some Gore-Tex or something. No kidding. <laughs> bring some. Bring right. some right. Uh, explain explain Gore-Tex for the, for the folks here in, in Ackworth. That is the material that is used in all of the clothing that is waterproof nowadays, and it keeps you dry when everyone else is getting wet around you that doesn't have an umbrella. It's the opposite yeah, of cotton. About that. <laughs> right, yeah, the opposite of cotton here. Uh, meanwhile, back to the open of the show here. Uh, today, the Falcons fight to get back on track, fight to get back to 500, fight to stay alive in the NFC South race with just four games to go. And Harper last week, of course, the Falcons could have taken a huge step but yeah, that the mistakes all over the place. Yeah, you know, coups, missing field goals. You get down to the end of the game. You throw it. You catch it, but you're not in the end zone. Uh, you know, it's just uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, of the frustrating losses to lose that game at home, I, I, you can use all the excuses you want. Well, you know, we're beat up. We don't got this guy or that guy. You had a chance to almost seal the division, and you let it slip right through your fingers. Right through your fingertips, like sand through an hourglass, I guess, John, is the way I would probably put it. But uh, I have to admit, as as much as we remember, we, we told Desmond he better have 300 yards, two touchdowns, and, and only one pick or whatever our stats were that we demanded. Um, he did pretty, pretty good in terms of listening to us and getting about what he needed to get. We, it, come on, our defensive line, we, we, we were – asking for kids, you know, on the street to come in and, and play for us. We, we were as thin as... Xavier Street. Goodness gracious. So, um, yeah, it was tough to watch. Uh, hey, if they end up winning the division, get in the playoffs, it'll make it all that more, more interesting for everybody, knowing that we went through the Washington, you know, uh, this game last week against Tampa, some of the others that are just... Uh, Arizona. Uh, goodness gracious. But uh, Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. But uh, the one more week, right, where they get to line up and do it all over again in the slosh of uh, what will be uh, uh, Bank of America Stadium up there in, in Charlotte. And Joe will probably give us a, a pretty good idea of what he can expect weather-wise. Uh, he'll be there, so I, whether or not it's light, misty, or whether it's coming down in buckets, uh, it, it's supposed to rain pretty heavily, though, there today. Yeah, a big storm coming up uh, out of the Gulf, out of uh... Uh, actually, I think it's coming out of the Atlantic. Uh, anyway, uh, it's supposed to rain uh, throughout the game. 
up in Carolina. So if you're headed up 85, you know this. Uh, just do be careful here as you make your way towards Charlotte for the game. It will be now again. Don't shoot the messenger here. We, you know, I'm not. A, I'm not a weather guy. Okay, I'm just telling you what like the Weather Channel and AccuWeather are saying that it's going to be 100% rain through the game. Now, as, as Harper said, is that going to be a misty rain? I have no idea. Uh, all I know is the last time I saw the Atlanta Falcons play in the rain in Charlotte, uh, the noodle arm quitter was lying flat on his back throwing hand grenades up in the air. So, I, I mean, you know, weird things happen there, especially in the rain. Seems Doesn't it seem like it, every time we go there it rains? Uh, well, not every time. I played a couple times up there. Remember the first year that they were a team, the, the stadium wasn't ready for them yet, and it was a Clemson. They played their their first season. They played at Clemson. I know this is a hundred years ago, but I'm just saying that um, it, it was it was a damp. It didn't rain, but it sure could have. And then the next year, we opened up the season there, and it was bright, sunny, hot. It was everything you could possibly imagine. But yeah, recently, if it's not cloudy, overcast, and looking pretty miserable, um, doesn't have to always be wet. But I, I I miss the grass. I used to love playing there because uh, it was a grass field and. Uh, now they've gone sport turf, so uh, everything changes, John. All right, Harper, I just bro- broadly here, Wade Ford Tailgate Show brought to you by Wade Ford, Atlanta's Ford dealer, as we take you to our coverage of the network at 11 o'clock with Mike uh, Johnson and Chris Goforth in the network pregame show, 1 o'clock, kickoff right here on Sports Radio 99, the game with Wes Durham and Dave Archer on the call and the whole team up in Charlotte it is a must win. Every game is a must win. And now you're going to need a little bit of help, you know, with Tampa now taking over first place and you have a three-way tie and all that kind of stuff. But I got to, I got to tell you, we can, we can talk about all the excuses and everything else, but Harper, you cannot lose to this team. I mean, you can, but you can't. Uh, I mean, they're one in 12. They've lost six games in a row. They fired their head coach. I mean, they, they've all but quit. And, you know, I, so I, I don't know what to expect today. All I do know is if you lose this game, your season might be over. Yeah, I would agree. So we said last week, John, that uh, just about every game that they're going to play for the rest of the season is already a playoff game. I thought it was last week because Tampa was playing for their lives, as you mentioned just a few moments ago. If Tampa loses that game, they're technically their season's over. There's, it's next to impossible for them to uh, get into the playoffs. And they played like it. They played with abandonment of anything personal. It was all about the team, and they fought like crazy. They ended up winning the game and keeping their season alive. Falcons have to do that today and for the rest of yeah, the season. I'm, right. We could sit here and talk about all the all the things that you know went wrong, but we saw some things I think last week. You know, in getting Kyle Pitts kind of involved in the way they did. But boy, I tell you what, you know, for for all the smack talk that we've had from some uh, unhappy Falcons fans, including me at times. Uh, Drake London, he's starting to grow into somebody. <laughs> I got to tell you, uh, the, the guy is, you know, he is uh, worthy of being that kind of a wide receiver. I mean, he may need some help at wide receiver, but boy, I tell you what, he made a couple of the, the one catch. <laughs> I don't even know how he made it. That was very Julio-like. Uh, so I, I think there were some positives in, the, in, in terms of the team, but the negatives outweigh the positives greatly. I mean, we don't expect Koo to miss two field goals. But if the concept of this team, and Drake London, speaking of London, said it this week, the, the, what the Falcons try to do is wear other teams down. Well, that's not working. I, it's just not working because other teams aren't getting worn down. 
the Falcons are losing games in the final two minutes of every game. So they're not dominating the fourth quarter. At, were they dominating the fourth quarter, Harper, they wouldn't be 6-7. and seven. They'd be like 10-3. and three. Yeah, I, I think, John, the, the defense, well, not just specifically the defense, but if you go back to the Jets game, we didn't dominate the offense. We, we were looking at fighting to get back to the line of scrimmage when we were running. Fighting. Uh, and we'd run and we'd get two yards instead of four. And that's a huge difference in terms of what it sets up for your offense for second, third, fourth down. You're almost looking, well, first and ten, second and eight, uh, we're going to punt the way that that game worked out. Last week uh, we didn't dominate, but we were we had so many guys that, that, that came out of the ball game just on the offensive line. Bergeron was pretty much the only healthy guy there. You already started without Caleb McGeary, but – uh, Jake went out early. Lindstrom left. He came back, but um, y- you didn't get the same type of push. So, yes, uh, the-, the lines are not dominating the way that we, we can't wear anybody down when you when you, your guys are not in the ball game. And with uh, practice, I think we saw you know the you know the entire second unit out there on the offensive line, and we'll get into the injury situation, which. Um, isn't uh, isn't great, of course. And, and and by the way, it continues to include guys who are out for the year. <sighs> Look, you can never use the, the the war of attrition that is the NFL. You can never use that as an excuse. But there is no question that the Atlanta Falcons have greatly, greatly missed Grady Jackson and Troy Anderson. Um, so, you know, I, I'm not sure that they've missed Avery Williams all that much, even though Avery led the league in punt returns last year for no other reason than D. Alford's done a really good job of returning punts, so maybe that's a bit of a wash. Uh, but, boy, missing Grady and missing Troy Anderson has probably cost them a game, or maybe two, uh, and their ability to close games out because they are not closing games out. And it's led to a couple of questions here that we'll be talking about through the show. One of them is, you know, some fans, Harper, and you could tell this again. Here we go with this again. Please lose out so we get a pick because the quarterback, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And so that one's going on. And I'm not trying to mock anybody that's saying that. I'm just saying I'm kind of tired of hearing and talking about it. Even if you may think, well, John, it's true. Okay, fine. That's fair enough. But I think the bigger question is, and and you can address this here, and if we run into the break, you can pick it up on the other side, Harper. Are the Falcons, in, you know, all the money they spend in the offseason, all of everything they've done here to try to improve and get better here in year three under Arthur Smith, and the roster, even with the injuries, is still better, is the franchise moving forward? Is it really moving forward? Well, I've said since the beginning of the season, John, I've argued that for the last two years, you bring in a coach, right? You you fire anybody, why do you do that? It's because things aren't going the the way that you want. Very seldom does a team that is in a playoff hunt every year or going to, you know, a Super Bowl going to fire their coach. They just don't do that. So with that being said, there's six, seven, eight coaches a year that that get fired and you got to replace them. When Arthur Smith took the job, the financial mishaps of the previous administration um, put his hands behind his back. He couldn't sign any players. And he had to go you – know, Matt Ryan was your quarterback, and you get rid of him. You go with your noodle arm quitter, and that didn't work. Now Good you go on you, your, by the way. You, you, now you go with your draft pick, <laughs> and you know is that the, is that the, the answer? And I think the the question still remains. We don't know. 
We just don't know. There are many that we could say no, and they have a case. There's many that would say, well, he's still basically not, he hasn't even finished 16 games. Well, he's close. He's right at a, a year um, that he's played. And, and where do you want Peyton Manning or Tom Brady or Drew Brees at, at the end of the year? Where Where is Desmond compared to those guys? We, we could talk about it on the other side. But, uh, you know, there's st- still some uncertainty. And at 6-7, and seven, the biggest thing right now is we don't even know if we're going to get in the playoffs. So we're, we're, if you don't, we're not going to have the same lineup. It's going to change. It is the Wade Ford Tailgate Show brought to you by Wade Ford, Atlanta's Ford dealer. As we count down to the Falcons of the Carolina Panthers, second meeting of the season. Falcons won the first one in the opening game of the year at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. In a game where they only had 200 and, I don't know, 10 yards in offense or something, but they still won the game. It'll be raining in Charlotte. If you're headed up there, stay dry, okay? And we'll continue in a moment as we count down to kickoff on Sports Radio 92 on the game. Falcons trail five. Here's the give. Oh, Ritter going to keep it going around the edge. Shinko trying. Couldn't hang on. And Desmond's in the end zone. Oh, my goodness. Tryon Shoyanka tried to make the play around the edge. Yeah, it looked for a while last week like Desmond Ritter was going to lead the Atlanta Falcons to a victory over Tampa that might have just put about a lockdown. It would have eliminated pretty much Tampa from the race in the NFC South. Uh, Of course, Carolina Panthers have been long eliminated from everything. But not to be. Wade Ford Tailgate Show is on with John Fricke and Harper LaBelle. Wade Ford Tailgate Show brought to you by the Man Cave Store in Norcross. Family, friends, and fun. Visit mancavestore.com. We'll check in with Joe Patrick, our Falcons uh, insider and reporter, who's in Charlotte today. We'll do that in the second hour of the program here. Uh, so far this season, the, the uh, Falcons have taken a couple of steps forward and three steps backwards. They currently sit at 6-7 and seven on the season, and we'll get into the progress of the team. But first, Harper LaBelle, I got a text during the break. I got a text from a friend of mine. Oh, boy. Now, Harper, I, 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 know, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, John, you have friends? <laughs> no, um, but that was said, your line to me two weeks ago. You're still wondering <laughs> if I've got anybody's. I know. Uh, he said, did Harper just really compare Ritter to Brady and Breeze? And I thought, mm, yeah, sort of. <laughs> no, no, I just said the first year that they were playing. I was comparing him to Manning and all these other guys that, you know, turned out to be great quarterbacks. After your first year, I still remember John Elway lining up behind Stuttered, the guard, not uh, not the center. So everyone makes mistakes when they first get started, and that's part of it. But where do you go from there? And, you know, where where is... Where is Desmond in comparison to some of these other guys? You know, we we, we get a little tired of him having sub two hundred yard passing games, and he had three hundred yards last week. So he has shown signs of being able to do it, but the consistency, I, I'm not, I can't blame all of last week's loss on Desmond Ritter. I just can't do it. The defense needed to make a stop. They didn't. Tampa played well too. I mean, they watch film and they get paid. They needed to win, and and they ended up finding a way to do so. Um, I, you know, if, if your buddy doesn't like the way that I made the comparison, I, I, I don't know how to do it. I'd look at some of the greats that are in this game and have been for a while, and those are the guys that I want Desmond to play like. So, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to compare what he's doing with those guys, and f- for obvious reasons, so far, you know, he, he's not anywhere close to getting a Hall of Fame induction, but he's our quarterback right now. He's our guy. That's it. 
Yeah, radar on the season, uh, nine passing touchdowns, five rushing touchdowns, 14 total touchdowns, but nine interceptions and four fumbles, 13 total turnovers. 14-13 is not a ratio you want as an NFL quarterback, not even remotely close. Um, As for the progress of the team, and it's been a discussion this week, Arthur Smith, the head coach of the team, talked about how this team is progressing, but much slower than he would like and we would like. Yeah, I mean, it started being objective. I mean, that's why you beat. When you're looking at that, I'm aware of what we've done well. We've got to continue. Our stats are the same, but the results have been the same. way. turned the ball over. We missed a player there. Kind of opportunity to maybe uh, take a better lead or take advantage of the field position to get some more momentum. Uh, and the good news is that he's had, no matter what happens, if it's bad and it's zero, we're never going out swinging. That part's not been, the, uh, been an issue. Uh, yeah, I mean, it looks that way now, but we still got life, right? So we'll, we'll control, we can control, and that's the only thing we can do. And- no, you're not wrong. I mean, they still do have life. You win today, for example, and, you know, maybe Tampa loses and. You know they're 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 on the road to you know in, in sub freezing weather in Green yep. Bay today. Yep. O- okay, and maybe it does boil down to your Week 18 game against the Swampers down in Stinky Town. Uh, that that may all be true, but that does not you know settle the fact that this Atlanta Falcons team at six and seven, however they've given away they have literally given away three or four wins that if they don't win the division. You could say this is only and solely, you know, you say all oh, the other guys get paid. True, I guess. You know, I mean, yeah, sure. But the Falcons just gave the division away if they don't win it. If they don't win it, they just simply gave it up. Bad things happen, John. It's a, it's not an easy league to play in, and uh, I'm not making an excuse for it. It is so hard to win. When you think about it, Green Bay at the same record, 6-7, and seven, is the number 7 seed in, in the playoffs. They're, they're looking at a chance to get in. Um, in spite of the fact that they're not going to win their division, uh, a lot of teams in the NFC are, are, are they're in contention, which is what the league wants, but they don't have any records. I mean, Minnesota's 7-7 seven and seven right now, and they're, they're in. They're 7-7. Seven and seven. Were you impressed with the way that they played against Cincinnati yesterday? I mean, their defense, I'm sure everyone in Minnesota is going, what the, oh my, yeah, I'm sure you betcha, right? And I'm sure there's there's a few folks saying that. We're close. I know we're not there, and I'm not trying to, you know, yeah, he, Here's the difference, this. though. But Go ahead. All right, I'm going to play devil's advocate, uh, Harper, a little bit. Here's the difference. Minnesota won, what, 13 games last year, right? I know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Falcons haven't had a winning record since 2017. I mean, so okay, yeah. Minnesota seven to seven, but you're going all right. It's disappointing to be seven to seven, but you won thirteen last year. The Falcons haven't won. They, they won eleven games. Matter of fact, I can't even remember the last time the Falcons won thirteen games in a year because they didn't in the Super Bowl year. They were what eleven and five, I think, right? Uh, so and and ninety eight, I guess, was the last the time they won that many games. Yeah, right, right. So I mean, you, you know, crying your beer about that one if you're if you're a skull. I mean, you're you're good. Right. Well, We're everyone that I knew from going, last year, John, oh. please for, excuse me for interrupting. Everybody that enjoyed watching the Vikings win all those games in the back of their mind going, uh, we really can't stop anybody. And they lose at home to the Giants and were embarrassed because they couldn't stop the Giants. And the Giants were running and running and running. And next thing you know, the clock is down to one minute and 45 seconds. Your season's going to be over. 
So as good mm-hmm. as 13 wins was for them, as bad as that defense was, which would you rather have? Do you want the 13 wins or do you want to be able to win Did a couple playoff there? games? They sure got there, absolutely. Did they get there? And then yeah, okay. once All right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, at least they got We haven't had a playoff game in, in 6 years. Right? I, I mean, our patience is beyond wit's end. I know yours is too, Harper. I I have no patience for this anymore. The last three years of, of uh, Coach Bro and the first three years of Arthur Smith, you could talk about being in cap hell, going from Matt Ryan to noodle arm quitter. Desmond Ritter needs time to grow as a quarterback. We had injury. I mean, you could throw all this stuff out. I don't really I mean what is it? Hugh Douglas's old line, you know, don't just you know show me the baby. You know, I mean, right? I mean, yeah. it's it's just about results here, and the Falcons can't get results, and I, I know that they are. Look, I understand that they're not the best team in the NFL. I get that. And and that this is a work in progress for Terry Fontenot. I get that, too. But at the same time, you, you, it's if, you're, if you lose today, I may lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, and when you stop to think about it, um, you, you made the comparison of, of uh, Ritter having nine touchdowns, nine interceptions. The numbers are strikingly similar. Desmond has a much higher completion percentage, and he has a few hundred more yards, but um, not much better than what Bryce Young is doing over there in Carolina. He's got like 2,100 yards. His completion percentage is in the upper 50s, but he has nine touchdowns, nine interceptions. They have nothing to play for, and that to me is nerve-wracking. Because you don't know what you're going to get. Are you going to get a team that's go down? Are, are, is Carolina going to go down twenty-one nothing at one point, or are they going to be ahead twenty-one nothing and they go, man, this is the best we felt in in three months? No, I, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, this is a franchise. This is a franchise. If you think about the NFL for a second, and you step back, you go, okay, what franchises are kind of in meltdown? Well, you know, the Raiders were kind of a franchise in meltdown until they were ahead like 49 to nothing the other night. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and then, of course, Washington has been a, a – and you already lost to that meltdown of a franchise, right? Yeah. I mean, and, and that thing is a meltdown. Now, Carolina's a meltdown franchise. Because, you know, their owner, like Washington, is a meddler who gets in the middle of everything. They fired their head coach. They have no number one pick because they traded it away to get uh, the, the guy that's got nine touchdowns and nine interceptions. And they got no future. And they're, they're probably going to lose, you know, their, the Brian Burnses of the world yep. who are probably going to walk away from this club at the end of the year. And frankly, if you're a Carolina fan, if you're not careful, you know, this is going to turn into, you know, 2-15 and 15 this year. Let's hope today's not number two. And, and you won't have the number one pick, and you'll be 2-15 and 15 again next year. I mean, it's going to be a long slog for them to get back to being a resembling, you know, resembling. And this is from the owner who wanted, I want a new stadium, and I want to have the Super Bowl here, and I want a dome. You think anybody in Charlotte is voting for that right now with that product on the field? I, I don't think so. I agree. Yeah. So I, you know, it's, um, it's just, as I, bad I a mess as you could have in in Roger Goodell's system. It's as, everything that you said. I agree with it. I. It, the, the biggest thing that they don't have right now is hope. Because you just said it. Hey, we had a horrible year. At least we're going to get some draft picks, and we can re-sign some of our guys. And and that may not happen. How many guys, if it were in effect for the pros, would go into the transfer portal if they were playing for the Carolina oh. Panthers right now? Oh, my God. Yeah, half the team yeah. or more, right? Yeah. 
I mean, Bryce, Bryce Young would probably go into the portal. <laughs> can I, like, hey, I'm out of here. Can I have a mulligan? Can I do this over again and go somewhere else? <laughs> but, yeah, uh, and I mean it sincerely. They're, they're, the lack of hope there, because you know they're going to have to get a new coach. Um, God help uh, Chris uh, Tabor for stepping in and doing what he, you know. He, but he knows it. <laughs> he, he's not buying green bananas. He's just not. There is, the, yeah, right. The, the, this is uh, some talk and some chatter that you know we talked about. You know, Jim Harbaugh is the hottest uh, name now uh, that the Chargers and and uh, Carolina, the two teams that have uh, now uh, displaced their head coaches uh, during the season, uh, are both talking. Uh, and you read the uh, the papers and the insiders; they're both saying Bill Belichick. Now, how interesting would that be to have Belichick in the division? Yeah. You know, bring in Belichick with the young quarterback and, you know, and, you know, he, see, the thing about Belichick is he would get a grace period in, in Charlotte that maybe another coach wouldn't necessarily get because he's Bill Belichick. Yeah. But then again, he comes with a resume that goes, I, I, I'll, I will turn this around. So I don't know how long the honeymoon will be, but he can definitely, oh gosh, can you imagine just two times a year that we have to go through? Uh, and God bless Joe Patrick for doing this. Have to go through media and pressers and all the. Oh my gosh, uh, I, I can't yeah, imagine what it would be like to have to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah on to Cincinnati, yeah, which is, by the way, one of the great lines. I use that a lot. On to Cincinnati. On to Cincinnati. On to Cincinnati. Coach, what do you think? On to Cincinnati. Well, hey, coach, your hoodie's gonna get your hoodie's gonna get wet today. You know that, right? It's gonna get soaking. It's gonna rain. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, you got a question for me? Now, Edelman does a great <laughs> job of imitating him to the point where I think it irritates Belichick because he does such a good job of <laughs> I- I- iterating what, what what Bill does. But uh, yeah, it's it, it, Hulk. Now, I don't know how Tepper and Bill Belichick would get along. Yeah, I don't either. Bill I mean, would tell right, him to get exactly. out of my office, right? Right. Well, maybe that's what Tepper needs, but it's what Jerry Jones needed, right? He needed the, the Jimmy Johnsons and the Bill Parcells to say, get the hell out of my office. <laughs> let me True. buy Let me buy the groceries. All right. Because when he had the Chan Gailey's of the world, you know, he would, okay, sure, yeah, all right. You know, I got you. Yeah, all right. I can't believe the the one thing that I just find you know and, you know and I find it fascinating in a way you know that that Arthur Blank is a, given his age is as now at least publicly I don't know what he's like privately would imagine it's not necessarily the same as public but the publicly he's managed to maintain Harper this kind of um, even handed you know very analytical view of his team. And unless he's just fuming privately, which he may be, and just chooses not to do it publicly. Because, again, you know, it's one thing for younger fans who've gone through six years of nothing uh, so far. Uh, we don't know what this season's going to be. But quite another for somebody the age of Arthur Blank who wants to see something in his life. And, you know, 283 is still stuck in your craw. So uh, I don't know how patient he's going to be. I, I can't imagine he's very patient at all. Well, it- when Arthur speaks, what is it, it, it almost you, you could uh, write the script before. I want the greatest fan experience. I want everybody to enjoy what they're doing here. I want them to be economically, you know, get the hot dogs for two dollars and refill your drinks and I want to have a great experience for you. Uh, he's created an environment where uh, is there anything that the team is in want of? The players? 
he he's provided everything that you could possibly imagine. In return, he wants a championship, and unfortunately, he, he hasn't been able to get that. So, yeah, I think his patience is thin as well. Um, privately as opposed to publicly, um, he might be furious, but uh, ultimately, you know, he has the bottom line. Do you make a change? What type of change do we get again to make us a, a franchise that's that, that's over the top, better than average, and gets us to the championship game? And wins the Super Bowl. It is another must-win and, and in a way, uh, a, a can't-lose game for the Atlanta Falcons today in Carolina. We're taking you to a 1 o'clock kickoff with Wes and Dave on the call from Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte. This is the Wade Ford Tailgate Show on Sports Radio 92 on the game. In my mind, I'm It is the Wait for Tailgate Show. Can't see the sunshine today, John. Yeah, 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 I know. I was thinking you'd play a little Purple Rain or something, you know. Or this uh, look around the NFL on the Wait for Tailgate Show is brought to you by Orchard. Sell your home and get paid twice. Learn how at orchard.com. It is a Falcons game day up in the rain in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah, the uh, Falcons not only in a must-win, but a cannot cannot possibly lose game. And you not only do they have to must-win it to potentially stay right in the race, well, to to stay in the race, if not reclaim first place in the NFC South. But if they lose the game and the Bucks were to win in Green Bay today in the Battle of the Bays, it might be close to over for the Falcons. Uh, also today, so the Bucks are at the Packers and the Giants are down in the swamp. Uh, down playing in Sticky Town, and we hope the New York Giants with who, who's their quarterback now? Tommy DeVito or Danny DeVito? Or I don't even know. It's anyway, Joey DeVito. Um, Joey. Hey, Joey. Joey hey, Joey. <laughs> hey, hey. Yo, Joey. Tommy uh, Collins. Yeah. And speaking of Joey, we got Joey from Charlotte. He's on the line here. Joey, welcome <laughs> to the show. What's up, guys? I'm glad you are able to hold it down so far without me. Sorry I couldn't be there, but yeah, up here in. Uh, Rainy, nasty Charlotte this morning. Nothing worse. What is it? Uh, you, we, we we talk a little bit about the weather, and I'm sorry to jump you, Harper. But Joe, what what is? I mean, it says again. I'm not a weather guy. I can just read AccuWeather. I can read the Weather Channel here, and we all know what happened in the rain last year. With as mentioned earlier, the noodle arm quitter with the hand grenade and all that whole bit. Um, is it going to rain the whole game? Is that what it's looking like? Yeah, it it looks that way. It looks that way. I was looking at the radar this morning, um, and the best I can do, you know, I'm I'm no Storm Norton on the eights, but I can see a big, large green blob with uh, yellow blobs in the middle of that green blob, and that's what is on the horizon for Charlotte today. So it is not looking good, and I will tell you, I mean, it's 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 as bad as guests. Like, I mean, I guess the one thing you might say is that it's not windy right now, but I believe that that wind is supposed to pick up a little bit. I mean, this is basically like a, a, a tropical storm kind of thing that's rolling through this area of the country. So it is just the ultimate, like, worst playing conditions I can re- reasonably imagine. I mean, maybe it would be a little bit worse if it was even colder, but still, it's that kind of 40s, you know, temperature in the 40s, rain, and it's it, the rain is not just kind of drizzling. It's, it's coming down pretty good. So I think they're going to have 
it's going to be interesting to see how both of these teams try to play today uh, offensively, and I wonder if they've prepared their game plans with this in mind. Well, Joe, it, you, when you think about you know Jim Cantore or Steve Slidell, you know they're always at hurricanes and holding on to <laughs> traffic cones and uh, pylons and whatever to to keep from blowing over. Weather aside, I don't think you can hold on to a pylon. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I, I'm not very fast when coming up with uh, what they could hold on to. But hey, um, Falcons, they have to be able to hold on to the running game. Uh, talk a little bit about where they are right now in terms of the health of some of their offensive linemen. I'm sitting in the game last week with you. Next thing I know, where did Jake go? Jake was out. Next thing, yeah. where's where's Lindstrom? What that? Where'd everybody go? Yeah, all of a sudden, that offensive line was down to one starter, and that one starter that was left in the game was uh, the team's rookie <laughs> left guard, Matthew Bergeron. Um, they actually weathered that, I thought, okay. Um, I thought that the guys who came in, Storm Norton at right tackle, who is expected to start again today, uh, Tyler Vrabel at left tackle filling in for Jake Matthews, I thought he played decently well. Um, I'll tell you this, I have a, a source from the team uh, that told me that you know Jake Matthews is expected to play. I think that that's no surprise with the kind of the consecutive game streak he's got going. On top of what he said, kind of after the game, uh, or I don't know if it was he said it, but I think maybe one of the coaches, uh, Arthur Smith, may have said that you know if it were some dire situation for the team, they you know they, it's possible that he could have gone back into that game. They decided not to. Uh, he's expected to start today, in my opinion. Uh, again, based on what I've heard. Also the same with Chris Lindstrom, who I did talk to after that Bucks game, and he said that he was fine at the time. He didn't have any bandaging. It was an ankle that he apparently just got rolled on. He got rolled up on um, on a play. He, both those guys missed Wednesday's practice, but I will tell you they were out there working out, and um, I would expect to see both of them in the starting lineup today. So that's, that's huge because you feel like – how this is going to play out for the Falcons is you just got to, you got to use that ground game success that you proved last year and that you've had kind of in spurts this year. You're going to have to really lean on that today with the way that the weather is. There's it's just not the kind of day where Desmond is going to be able to go out there and make plays like we're, you know, frankly accustomed to seeing him do, especially in the fourth quarter. So you got to, got to build that lead early. I don't think any of that kind of heroics is really going to be on the horizon. You know, it's, it's so frustrating. I mean, I want to pull my hair out. Joe Patrick is our Falcons insider and reporter. He is in Charlotte today for the game. Uh, and unlike you, if you're going to Charlotte for the game, he will be in one of the high and dry, mighty, mighty boxes. With <laughs> so, I mean, as you're suffering, Joe's going to be just fine. Um, Joe, uh, I pull my hair out here. I, I, I'm kind of little things here. I want to go back to last week. Yeah. A couple of things. Number one is if you you know they did such a good job in a way of getting it down to you know and using the clock and coming back and they get it to the thirty yard line and they got a, at least a shot to blow off a miracle win. Get, Joe, you got to throw it in the damn end zone. You can't throw it to the three yard line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't quite know exactly what that was. <laughs> Honestly, you know, it may have made more sense if you saw some kind of other runner kind of coming in maybe behind Drake London to then, like, do some sort of lateral thing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, certainly you would think that you should just – if you're Drake London, run into the end zone, and, and if you're Desmond Ritter, throw it in. Maybe they thought that, uh, you know, they could be able to, you know, they could catch it in front of the goal line and then get it in. But, obviously, there was a swarm of players there, which, as there always will be on those Hail Mary types of situations. So – um, yeah, surprised that that's where the ball ended up going. 
especially when Arthur Smith said that after the game, you know, they looked at the Iron Bowl, which is, which is a very kind of similar situation where, you know, you got one play left on the 30-yard line of the opposition, and that ball went into the corner of the end zone. So you thought that maybe you go with one of your big receivers in Drake London or Kyle Pitts and try to test them there. But, yeah, I don't know what that was, honestly. I, I, I wish I had a better answer for you, John. I was just as frustrated. Well, you know, and again, of the multitude of things, you know, Young Way Koo missing a couple of field goals, and, and Harper can speak to that in a moment because I do want to ask him about that. Uh, but, uh, Joe, back to this Drake London, because Drake said this week, and, you know, you were a part of Valerie Branch, you know, our identity or our mission or whatever it is for the Atlanta Falcons is to wear teams down in the fourth quarter. I haven't seen – I mean, they did it pretty good against, like, a team like Green Bay – uh, but right. wearing teams down in the fourth quarter, I didn't see that against. I didn't see that against uh, Minnesota. I didn't see that against Arizona. I didn't see it last. It doesn't seem like there weren't anybody down. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. You know, I think that Drake sometimes, like honestly, I, I, the, honestly, I was standing there for that, and when he was answering that question, and I think that if I had to guess, he was just trying to come up with some sort of reason as to why this team is so much better in the fourth quarter than they are in the previous three quarters, which is kind of what the question was about. And that would, you know, be a sensible answer. Just like, you know, if you didn't know anything about it, you, you know, Oh, that makes sense. You know, the team grinds, uh, you know, their opponents down and that's what allows them to have fourth quarter success. But to your point, John, when you watch this team play, actually play and you watch these games unfold in front of you, it, that doesn't seem to be it. And honestly, what that makes you think is like, it's something even more kind of magical or mysterious than even that, because it is, it really does seem to be Desmond Ritter, like putting on some sort of Superman cape before the fourth quarter starts. And you look at his numbers and the way that the team just produces offensively. And it is just a totally different team. They're doing a lot of it through the air. And again, that's not really where a lot of the grind you down part is. I would say the saints game, they, that was another example of them, grinding it out. And I do think that Drake is is right in saying, like, that's what this team's identity wants to be. I think that they want to be a team that really punishes you for three quarters and then that fourth quarter is just all over you. But I don't think that that's necessarily what has transpired, especially last week. Last week, you know, they had, they had to – they were in a desperate situation where they had to try to come back and score some points, which they were able to do. But um, obviously it was just not quite enough. Right. Yeah, we said, by the way, we said that was going to be a race to 30 points, and if they had gotten to 30 points, then they would have won that game. Yeah, right, exactly. There's been a lot of criticism of Arthur Smith, obviously, and, and maybe, you know, some of it is well-deserved, frankly. Uh, my criticism of Arthur Smith is, I want to go back to the Texans game early in the season. They played with kind of a devil-may-care attitude. They're flipping it to Scotty Miller. They're running uh, Drake London, uh, you know, left-handed passes. Uh, they're playing with abandon. And sometimes I, I get concerned that Arthur Smith is trying to force this kind of conservative attitude upon a team that actually may have success being a little bit more wide open, that he's maybe afraid to unleash the hounds for fear that they might get run out of the building and no turnovers are going to happen. He's so he's so worried about the negative outcome that he doesn't allow the positive to come out, and that's when I think we see Desmond Ritter shine. Yeah, I do think it is a bit of a double-edged sword, though, because we have seen this team really be hurt by some of those negative outcomes when it comes to Desmond Ritter's turnovers and I think and that's that's a really frustrating thing I think for Falcons fans just just watching this season and in particular watching Ritter himself which is that you see 
like so much of his play is is good. It's it's you know he's throwing, move, pushing the ball downfield, moving it downfield, but he has that mistake in him that is just absolutely killer for the team. And I think that that honestly, I John, I'm glad you brought it up because I I do think that that is kind of what Arthur Smith and this offensive staff, as far as the play calling goes, I think that is what they're trying to work out. I think they're trying to find where is that balance, like how much, how many risks can we take, how much can we we push this thing. Uh, without getting that ultimate kind of dagger of a, a key interception or something like that. So um, last week they tried to come out. They did some hurry up off the first uh, on the first offensive series. I wouldn't be well. I guess today I would be a little bit more surprised just the way that the conditions are set up for. Does well, does Arthur yeah, Smith right. really trying to make something happen? Yeah, uh, Harper, is play calling, in your estimation, an issue? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's not just the play calling. It's you know, I'm seeing the routes, and they're stop routes. Why are we running stop routes? We, we, we got nobody going down the field. That after they, How many yards after a catch? When's, when's the last time we've seen any uh, yards after a catch? You know, Drake goes, makes a really high 50-50 grab um, by the sideline. And he's pushed out of bounds right afterwards. So, those are the things that make a difference. You know, they just do. Um, I I understand the conservative play, and Joe, you 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 know, I I don't know what we're going to do today. Real quick, uh, I know we got a break coming up, but uh, the guy that scares me is Brian Burns. Uh, We know he's got an ankle injury. Is there any word on him? I think he's going to play. I'm pretty sure that because we're going to do the injury report at the top of the hour. I don't want to step all over that because we got a sponsor and all that kind of stuff. Okay, never mind. Hang on to that. Yeah, That's good because I don't even know either. I'll check on my phone after the break. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here. It is the Falcons of the Carolina Panthers today here. Yeah, I've got a a, a problem with the, the play calling. I I seem to think that the team tends to win. It doesn't. Arthur Smith is so intense that you know if they just you know, dude, relax and just go out there and have fun. And what the hell? And I think we might see the best of young players who want to go out. The Drake Londons, the Bijans, and the Desmond Ritters who want to go out and Kyle Pitts and just kind of loosey goosey and play fun and not be so tight all the time. Yeah. All right. Anyway, that's kind of how I view it. Uh, Joe Patrick is going to join us for another couple of minutes. He's going to check his phone for the very latest on Brian Burns, and we'll get the injury <laughs> report and the update from uh, Joe. And uh, Harper LaBelle, I've got a question about Young Way Koo for him. And more as we continue on the uh, Wade Ford Tailgate Show ahead of the Falcons and the Carolina Panthers today live on Sports Radio 92 on the game. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.